0: are you ready it's time The Beast Cast!
1: Good morning, Starshine.
0: The Earth says hello! Hello. (laughs) Hola. (laughs) We're alive. We're here. We're alive. We exist. Welcome to the Beast Cast, episode 24. Woo! We're getting close to 25, dude. So close. Yeah,
2: we're almost there.
0: 25 is a. Twenty-five is a very interesting number. It marks it marks a fourth of a century of podcasts. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> a fourth of a century of podcasts. Uh Raven, if we ever hit a hundred episodes, what would we do?
2: Um, probably get George Clooney on the show.
0: Should we? How about George Lucas instead?
2: Dude, I would love to do that.
0: Could you imagine having George Lucas on this show? <clears throat> Dude, George Lucas, no. actually no, dude George Lucas is coming on next week. That's the surprise guest we have next week.
2: <laughs> no way.
0: George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy.
2: Oh no, not her, please. Well,
0: well, no, we're we're see she's coming on thinking that she's gonna be the only guest, but then George is gonna show up and we're gonna we're gonna shit on her. That's the that's that's the whole joke. That's the joke. That's a running gag that we have right now.
2: <laughs> wow
0: so um putting aside i have
2: for her man i
0: I, dude i don't even know if i want to record the words you would say to her i think we would get banned in 100 countries
2: (laughs) (laughs) trust me i can i can word it to be broadcastable
0: how do i say this um you're horrible you're 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 just downright bad mrs kennedy Um, you are an
2: unpopped popcorn kernel. (laughs)
0: You, nobody you are, likes you you are disgraced to the you are disgraced to the kennedy family <clears throat> actually they're all disgraceful all the kennedys suck maybe i don't know there's a few dude no wait aren't they powerful wait they might come after me fuck all right anyways <clears throat> um so our first topic of business today we w- welcome to the beastcast this is a weekly uh uh media film movies writing whatever you want to talk about whatever we feel about talking about um that's the whole point of this show. <clears throat> The first little topic that we have is a very sad, sad, sad womp, womp, womp. Uh, We have Netflix on Friday mailed out its last DVD of all time.
2: That is sad.
0: Netflix mailed out a copy of the Coen Bros. True Gift. uh, And it will be returned in one month. And when that movie comes back, they're, it's over. No more, no more Netflix DVDs. They're all gone.
2: I remember when that first launched way back in the day.
0: It was... I, the thing that always was so interesting about the Netflix story, somebody should make a movie about it. Please. Like, Dumb Money, that movie about the GameStop stock, make that exact same movie but about Netflix and how Blockbuster, Blockbuster fumbled the bag so badly on that they netflix literally was on blockbuster's doorstep begging them to buy them saying please buy us please we need it and blockbuster said nah you guys aren't gonna go nowhere the internet's a fad and look at where blockbuster is
2: (laughs) i remember that everybody thinking the internet's a fad
0: oh man isn't it funny same with same with phones you remember like uh like oh i remember somebody uh i I saw a thing that said like uh poorly aged thing it's a twitter like uh it's a twitter where there'll be like a poorly aged it's a picture of like something and it'll be like somebody saying something and then it's like ironic because like it did the exact opposite somebody said like i just don't see the science behind the iphone i mean how is it physically even possible that they could have a touch screen like that just seems so clunky about like could you imagine if dust particles fall on it and all this and this and he goes, it's just never going to last. It's a fad. It's 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 a sham. He goes, if you want my opinion, it's a scam. And I look at where we are now. There's barely a single non-touchscreen phone on the market.
2: Hmm. I told peeps, I told my friends when they had the iPods. I said this is going to turn into a phone, and and the world is going to change. And they thought I was the stupidest dude in the world.
0: Yep. <clears throat> well, look at us now bathing in our success, suffering from success. Amazing. Oh man, it's nice being the best we can possibly be. Um but yeah, no, so it's sad for Netflix. Um it was it, it's a we we uh, should have a moment of silence for Netflix. Okay. Um that's all we're going to give them because Netflix is a horrible <laughs> Netflix is a horrible company. Eh, I wouldn't say horrible, but they make a lot of dumb mistakes. They also ruin a lot of TV shows. Although apparently One Piece they they made a a live action anime and it's actually okay. I we never talked about that. That was like about two weeks ago. Uh I don't really watch anime anymore and I never ever want to watch live action anime. So <clears throat> but I heard it was I heard it was good compared to other live action stuff, which is not saying much because the last live action anime thing I can think of was cowboy bebop also done by netflix and that was just so bad i don't even think it's on netflix
2: anymore. oh yeah yeah that was so bad
0: um so Dude. anyways oh oh no go ahead go ahead go no
2: ahead. okay so for one piece i've never <laughs> seen the crap i've just seen a lot of it in like meme compilations yeah. and Can stuff. we get
1: much higher
2: exactly and it's like this weird, goofy thing. I think at most I've only seen like 15 minutes of one episode. And so when I saw, I actually went out of my way to watch the trailer for the Netflix one. It's made by the same creators of the anime. Really? And uh, yeah, but I saw the trailer and I was like, dude, this looks like the worst trash in the world. I, I don't, but apparently the people who watch the anime love the show. And I'm like, dude, it just looks like trash to me. I'm sorry. <clears throat>
0: However, um, the thing about One Piece um, and the, with, with how Western production is designed, like, you know, like making a TV show, to fully get the entire story of One Piece, those actors are going to be dead by the time the show's done. Um, that, Thank God. <laughs> the One Piece is, like, over 1,300 episodes long, the anime, and I, yeah, there's no way they'll ever be able to do all that. Um, so, yeah, so One Piece was a thing, I mean, but, but no, so Netflix, it mailed out its last DVD, um, kind of sad, but, you know, whatever, that's not, I mean, that's just kind of a small little topic, um, another thing that I, I found was interesting, was, uh, I guess this is just our mini-news segment, we can just, we're just starting the show with some mini-news, um, Sony apparently announced that the, so there's a Knights of the Old Republic remake coming out. Star Wars. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about that. That was announced a, a little bit ago. It was announced a while ago, a couple months ago. But it was um it, it's a PlayStation exclusive game. And the the trailer dropped for the game with Darth Revan and all that. It's a complete full remake of the Knights of the Old Republic game. Like uh kind of Jedi Fallen Order style, which is gonna be absolutely awesome. I'm so excited. However, Sony, the, the a lot of people notice that the um trailer got removed from youtube and they were like oh um where'd it go sony announced um this was yesterday as well at nine fifteen. sony uh, announced which by the way they're the ceo of playstation retired um kind of sad but anyways sony announced that the knights of the old republic remake trailer was removed due to licensed music <laughs> their own trailer got removed because of licensed music in the game um disney essentially copyright strike them despite um lucas films giving the go-ahead to sony to release the trailer <laughs> so i don't know what was going on with that but the um <clears throat> the playstation um ceo uh of america retired this week too it's it was a it was a rough week for sony um Sony has kind of had a rough week, and they this was just, like, the cherry on top of, like, the big FU to Sony. But the game looks good. Um, I'm excited for it. Have you ever played Knights of the Old Republic, Raven?
2: I have. I have. Stole my brother's Xbox controller to do it many times.
0: So, if I remember correctly, the game, um, the, the remake, is going to be a PlayStation exclusive for the first 30 days of its launch, and then it will go to all other platforms afterwards. Um, I don't know when that is. Um... Uh,
2: I I feel so sad though for PlayStation users because Bethesda announced that Elder <laughs> Scrolls will be an Xbox exclusive. Wait, really? Yep, Elder Scrolls Six will be for Xbox. When they promised they weren't going to do
0: that. No way. Are you serious? So far, so far
2: I haven't found an article that says, like, you know, exclusive for 30 days, it's literally just been, yeah, it's Xbox now.
0: Oh. So if you can find
2: one that says 30 days only, then that that will relieve me.
0: Well, usually only Sony does the 30 days thing. Um, also, because the game technically isn't made by Sony, it's not a Sony exclusive game.
2: Um, yeah, uh, but it's... the uh, I hate it when the others are all platform. Yeah, I, then... I know,
0: I know, yeah. Oh, another thing, too, as I'm reading this Forbes article a little bit, I also forgot to mention that, um, so the, it sounds like the game might just be dead entirely. Like, um, there's rumors that the game is just completely dead, too. Um, like, that there's no, it's not gonna release, the Knights of the Old Republic game remake. Uh, Aw,
2: come on.
0: Um, mainly because, it wasn't just because of the, like, the takedown of the trailer because of the licensed music, but... Also, it just there's been like a lot of um there there's been a lot of controversy about gosh, oh you guys. I forgot to turn my Discord notifications off. These stupid jerks freaking Oh, your key card now has access. Fucking get out of here. Nobody wants you. Want to. Um what is the right Discord? Um Raven Talk. Okay, Raven Talk again. No. Okay, so it is that one. Okay. Turn the notifications off. Raven talk one more time your mom okay perfect uh so so yeah so the game might just be dead in the water um but we don't know i'm hoping it's not because i really would like a knights of the old republic remake but no i i i can't believe that elder scrolls Six. my my uncle's gonna flip out you know my i don't know if i've ever told you guys about my uncle he's a really big um so he's he's a construction worker um and he's played elder scrolls for a long time probably i want to say about he got into the games um he used to be a big call of duty guy like that would that was all he would play during winter like cuz he's done construction his whole life since he's essentially got out of college um he 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 went into construction and over the winters he would play video games and stuff like that you know you know do do what the average do what the average guy in the early 2000s would do um and he still plays video games but he he moved away from um he moved away from COD in like 20 i want to say 2013 and went to Minecraft for a while, like massive, like building massive world structures, stuff like that. And then he moved to, um, <clears throat> then he moved to Elder Scrolls. And he's gonna be mad. He's gonna be mad to hear that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an Xbox exclusive because he only plays on PlayStation. He already was kind of like bitching about when Xbox, when Bethesda was purchased by Xbox. He was like, "Gonna make all the fucking games exclusive. This is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be so bad." And, and i was like i don't think so i mean xbox wouldn't do that and oh i'm biting myself in the foot man or, or shooting myself in the foot biting myself in the foot what the hell
2: tell me uh, lies tell me sweet little lie uh, todd howard man fucking
0: todd and phil dude they got me again
2: dude todd man this dude's so salty about uh how
0: frickin- old is todd he's been around forever he just doesn't age.
2: I know, dude. I know. I was thinking the same damn thing. Like what how old is he? He's got to be like 52. Cuz
0: he founded the company in what the 90s, right? Bethesda. Yeah. And he's still kicking? Like what the Oh my god, he's got to be 60, bro. No, there's no way. Nah,
2: he's got to be 52.
0: You know he's 52? Yeah. He's 53.
2: Oh, okay. I was close.
0: It doesn't have I didn't his birthday. He just it just says 1970. <clears throat> When did he? When? When was Bethesda founded?
1: I have no clue.
0: It's Bethesda Game Studios, right? Yeah.
1: Two thousand one. Their first game
0: was Fallout, wasn't it?
2: I have no idea.
0: Dang it! You need to know this.
2: Hey, look. I I haven't played much Bethesda games. I've only played a few Elder Scrolls.
0: Oh wait, no 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 wait. Is it Bethesda Studios or is it Bethesda Softworks? They're both Oh no, this is somebody else. Oh, okay, so Bethesda Softworks is the actual company and then the division is Bethesda Game Studios by Todd Howard. Okay. Oh, okay. So so Bethesda Game Studios makes the games, um, and Bethesda publishes it. I forgot, they have the same name in their two. Um what was Bethesda's first game?
1: Because, no, it had to have been. It.
0: It. I was going to say, dude, Bethesda had to, um, been around before 2001. Because the first Fallout game yeah. came out in the 90s, right?
2: Uh, I don't think it was the 90s, but I think their first Elder Scrolls game that was like, uh, Daggerfall or something was 1994.
0: Fallout. Fallout 1's release date was September 30th, 1997. It released on Windows, Mac, and Linux.
1: Wait, Fallout's technically an RPG, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Kind of crazy. But yeah, so no, um Todd Howard, that guy, he just doesn't age. He's like like the Queen of England, dude. He's just going to be around forever. Same with Gabe I okay no hold on I haven't seen Gabe in a while. Okay, you know I don't know if you know Fallout, but you know how like in Fallout there is the Master or whatever the guy who's like a machine. Yeah. And he's That thing, yeah, that's probably what Gabe Newell looks like now, dude. They probably just like set him up in the back of the, of, of Valve, like connected to some computer, and he's just like
2: <laughs>
0: he's just like spitting out information.
2: I have nah. not seen him
0: in forever, ever, dude.
2: He he looks like Santa Claus now.
0: Does he actually he has
2: a, Yeah, he has a full white beard and everything. Full white hair. <laughs> look it up. I think he did a he did an interview or whatever about like a few months ago. He looks like Santa.
0: I'm going to look up Gabe Newell 2023. Oh, you are not kidding. <laughs> oh my.
2: He was about to bring you some CS:GO skins for your Christmas.
0: Oh man, I would love some $12,000 CSGO skins.
2: Right. He's going to drop Steam keys down your chimney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does this one go to? Oh, $5, $5, off, my, $5 off my next Steam sale game. Whoa.
1: Whoa. Thanks,
0: thanks, Gabe. Dude, have you ever... There was like a video. Um, It was so long ago. It was like in 2011 or 2010. It was a YouTube video. I remember watching it. And, like, they were, like, they were trying to find a guy, and they go, who are you? And he goes, I'm Gabe Newell. They actually literally found Gabe Newell on the street, and they were, like, hey, do you want to... They go, holy shit, it's Gabe Newell. Hey, do you want to be a part of our video? And he goes, yeah, why not? So they just freaking... They just record a video talking about Valve, and then all of a sudden, they just cut to them on the street. They go, "They go, who are you? He goes, I'm Gabe Newell. And they go, whoa. And that was the whole thing. I was, like, whoa. That's, that's crazy, dude. He's just out and about. The
2: chances.
0: He just exists, dude. Or, like, dude, George Lucas did the same thing. There was an interview. It was on, um, wherever George lives now. I don't, it might have been in California, because I think he was working on the Ahsoka show with Dave Filoni at the time. Because he, I don't know if you know this, but he's the executive producer on that show. Um, he, there was, like, a, there was, like, a newscast going on, and they were talking about some, like, problem at this, like, coffee shop, wherever this was, right? And they were outside the building on the street. All these people are walking by. All of a sudden, they start, like, the person starts walking, like, with the mic forward. And and fucking George Lucas just walks right behind them. Like, just straight up. Like, it's just 100% him. And he just walks right past him and goes into the coffee shop. And I was like, what? Dude, does nobody know? (laughs) Does nobody see who just walked into that coffee shop?
1: Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh,
0: man. That video I can find. I I know I could find that one. Um. Oh, it's right here. It exists. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Uh everybody who um is watching on YouTube, go ahead and look at your screen for just a, a mere moment. I, and Yes. Use- yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> um Everybody, go ahead and take a look at your screensies right now, and enjoy the amazing video that we have right here. Here we go. Something they call pyroprocessing. The interesting thing is they call it pyroprocessing, but it's a molten salt process. They're dissolving this thing in a molten salt, and they're doing electrochemistry on it. And why don't <laughs> he's just Bro. there? He's Bro. just. He's just- <laughs> there it wasn't even it wasn't even what i was thinking of it was he was literally just right there oh george our beloved
2: our beloved doofus
0: i love how he looks at the camera too that's the best part he looks at he looks straight at the camera like he's like about to like say something (laughs) oh man Oh, speaking of that show, that show, I I finished, I didn't finish watching it, Um, but I watched Up and Tell Everything. Um, I guess, I don't know, I don't want to spoil too much, Um, but yeah, the show is really good. Uh, I was kind of nervous at first because it kind of felt like the storytelling wasn't being able to go where I wanted it to go, but they kind of worked around it, and I got to the episode you were talking about, Raven, that
1: you Uh watched, Uh, Yeah,
0: and it was a very good episode. Yes. I, um, I was so giddy watching that episode. And also because it was directed by Dave Filoni, he, had, he basically made Anakin. Um, so I, I, I was watching the behind the scenes of, uh, of some of the production. And they actually had, um, uh, what's his name? Hayden Christensen, I think his name is. The guy who plays Anakin. Um, yeah. They had him with the voice actor from, they had him sit down and take lessons from the voice actor of Anakin in The Clone Wars tv show um about like how he would talk to ahsoka and how he acted towards ahsoka in the show because hayden didn't really watch the clone wars so he got lessons from him exactly like how you're supposed to talk how he's supposed to act so hayden did a great job at mimicking anakin from the clone wars and it made it all connect together perfectly i love it i love it so much. he did
2: a great job mimicking a character that was modeled after him in a tv show
0: yep <laughs> Yep. exactly isn't that, isn't that so funny to think about? <laughs> He's mimicking somebody uh, who is mimicking him.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had to learn to become a better Anakin from the Anakin modeled after my Anakin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it was, yeah, it was just like the voice acting, like uh, calling him Kip or calling her Kip and all that. <clears throat> Anakin was a weird teacher. I also, I saw, I saw a meme. It was, it was from Oppenheimer, you know, the scene, uh, where, where it shows him in the interrogation and he's like looking all around and it's like getting all like fuzzy around him and somebody painted him blue, like Thrawn and it, in the caption literally said, uh, who is tracking us? And it says, Ahsoka, who's Ahsoka? Her, her her master was Anakin Skywalker, and it showed that it showed that scene, but he was painted blue <laughs> like he was thrown <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. And it does. It does go down, dude. I am, man, it makes me, it, it gives me hope for the future of Star Wars, and then I remember that Takiti Wakahiti, or whatever his name is, is in control of a Star Wars movie, and I am, Damn. at any moment... Yeah. It could all be over.
2: If you want to sum up literally what he's going to do to Star Wars, just watch Free Guy again.
0: Oh, no. Did
2: he? He, he played in Free Guy. Oh, he as did the play. CEO. He,
0: he was in the, I thought he directed it, too. Did he?
2: Uh, I have no idea if he directed it. I just know that he, he played, played the it. D-bag CEO. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know what? He played a good D-bag, though.
2: Yeah. Little he, did you know it wasn't a character.
0: Yeah, that's just him. Uh, yeah. They're, they just caught him on set. That's just, that was just him on set of Thor Love and Thunder.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But,
0: you no. Know, you know what? A part of me doesn't have faith. Most of me doesn't have faith. But there is a small part of me that just thinks... If they don't, if they don't give him full creative control, like if he just like points the camera, it it, maybe, maybe, I mean, okay, here's the thing too, that you got to remember. He's not good with source material. Obviously we know that from Thor. However, if he's kind of just making up his own story, as long as he keeps the, the lightsaber combat, you know, not Ray-like and not. Also, that was the other thing I had about the Disney Star Wars is it's so like even OK, even with Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, it still kind of felt like lightsabers don't cut through things like they slice like they're katanas. They don't cut. And that's due in part because they actually use real like uh they use real light up swords now. I don't know if you know that, but they use this material that's a light up sword that's very similar to a katana, but it's not sharp and it lights up the color that they have. Well, before they would just use sticks and then paint it over, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. but they actually, and and back in the day they used reflective light because, you know, it was really hard to paint over in the seventies. Um, so they, they're using real light up lightsabers now to fight like high, high, high quality, like fighting katana lightsabers. So that's why it kind of seems like lightsabers are more like katanas now, like real swords where it doesn't seem like, you know how back in the day, like, like Luke gets his arm cut off, (laughs) you know, or his hand cut off, (laughs) you know, fully cut off. It went through it. Now, like, if you ever remember episode seven of Star Wars, when Rey hits Kylo in the back, and and the lightsaber should have went through him and cut him into two different pieces, and it just kind of grazes his back. And I was like, what? And it's the same thing with Ahsoka. And it's like there is there's no more like um <clears throat> like the lightsabers just don't feel like how they how they were. Like lightsabers were you know, boom, cutting things off. They can cut through trees, cut through metal, you know, all this stuff.
2: Darth Maul in half.
0: Yeah, do you remember Qui-Gon Jinn? He literally put the lightsaber and cut a hole through freaking be- metal, like a-, a Beskar, almost a Beskar steel door. Like, I- I- this is crazy. Yeah,
2: cut yeah and- Darth
0: Maul in half, yeah.
2: And Qui-Gon died to one simple sa- stab to the stomach because it literally melts everything it comes into contact with.
0: Yes, and then we have Rey freaking stabbing Kylo Ren, and then just, I'm gonna force you. I will force you, my child.
2: Dude, I don't know why. I just got some, like, weird pastor vibes from him during the movie.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, I mean if he keeps the lightsabers like how George Lucas intended them <clears throat> where they're actually weapons of they're, they're actually weapons you know i think personally i think it could be okay because here's why if he's just making his own story and he as long as he doesn't throw some stupid bullshit in there like some random like cameo from a character that's not supposed to be there i think it will be okay it, it's its own story, it, it will have its own, it's it, it's in its way own time period, it has, it's going to be, it is physically going to be the first Star Wars story that has absolutely, on film, that has absolutely nothing to do with Anakin Skywalker or the Skywalker Sega. Which will be interesting. Because even like Andor, Rogue One, Solo, they're all during the Skywalker Sega. Um, <clears throat> Episode seven through you know, nine. Maybe,
2: maybe then it will actually work. Okay, if he picks some literally far, far away galaxy, and it's just him. Oh, well, okay, so as long so what, what, as, long what, as the, you have the Force, you can't screw up.
0: So, so what he's doing is is an is a is an old Republic um movie. He's doing like a. It's mm-hmm. called the High Republic. It's not the Old Republic. It's the High Republic. So it's the Republic after the Old Republic. So it's about nine hundred years before um. It's about 900 years before Anakin Skywalker is born. So, um this is back in the day when there's when the Sith order is a thing. So, you know how there's a rule of 2 for Sith where there's only can only be yeah. 2. That's a really new or that's a really new rule like in the past 500 years of the of the universe, which I know that sounds whoa, 500 years, but in Star Wars time, dude, that's nothing. Like like the the 40 years of of material we have from the Skywalker Sega is literally maybe Half, half of a blip on a radar of the Star Wars universe. And this is 900 years before that when there's still a Sith Order. And it's going to be about the Jedi fighting the final Sith Order and destroying the Sith Order. That's what the premise of the movie is. Um, we know that. We know that. So we're going to be able to see um, <clears throat> Jedi have mass large-scale battle with Sith. Which actually could be fucking epic. Could be absolutely awesome. Because we've never seen that on screen before. We've no, never... we
2: just see Rey in a room full of Sith, and they all just stand there while they watch their Emperor die.
0: Yeah, well, they're, they're not Force-wielding Sith. Uh, this is Force-wielding Sith. These are, And also, people back then, during the High Republic and the Old Republic, they don't mess around, dude. They, they are, compared to even Luke, they're ten times stronger than Luke. With the Force. Like, you want to talk about Yoda? Like, think about how strong Yoda was when he was dying. When he was literally about to die. Now, imagine him during his prime. Like, imagine him during his, you know, during his John Wick. Okay? Dang. Yeah. Yeah, he was powerful. And the only person that should be alive, although he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be old enough to be in the Republic, is Yoda. He should be about this the age of Grogu at this point. Um <clears throat> and the Old Republic, I would love to see a movie about that, as long as it actually had a good director. I don't know, maybe give uh not JJ Abrams. <laughs> Anybody but JJ Abrams and Oh yeah. I dude, okay, I don't even know who would be able to direct a good old Republic movie.
2: Christopher Nolan.
0: He wouldn't do it though he already said he doesn't want to do anything with star wars also they'd have to use visual effects too
2: now in my opinion i think bear with me okay we should have martin scorsese
0: yes i agree with that i agree i think i don't think he would do it though either sadly he doesn't like doing stuff in, in like uh that are trilogies or part of a universe
2: it can be a one-off. He did The Irishman, and it was three and a half hours long. A one-off movie, three hours and forty minutes, give us something amazing.
0: Maybe like a if I if I could envision Scorsese doing a film, if it would be a one-off, it would have to be after the events of Episode Nine, way in the future. Like I'm talking 200, 300 years after Episode Nine, where like the Force is kind of a dead thing, and it's very little remains of the Jedi, like everybody's kind of forgotten about it, mostly. And there's still, like, everyone... There's still very small, scattered Force beings walking around, you know, but they're not really, like, massive. I could see, like, an upcoming, like, uh, kind of like a, uh, a dirty Jedi, in a way. Like, somebody who's not, like, trained as a Jedi Knight, but is just trained with a, like, with a kyber crystal or a sword and just kind of just re reforms a new order, you know? Something like that could be interesting. Yeah. He would do something like that because he doesn't. Then he can make up whatever he wants, dude. 300 year time period, dude. You could. A lot can happen in 300 years. Why
2: not? Why not copy the. Have you seen the Star Wars visions?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: Why not? Why not? Okay. Bear with me. The Old Republic times, but. He has a three-hour and thirty-minute movie about that—that that one episode in Visions, where that guy who is a Sith goes around killing other Sith and collecting their crystals.
0: Yeah, that—that's Darth Revan.
2: Yeah, he should do that.
0: They—they—they want to do a Revan trilogy. They—they want to okay,
2: make... no, no. I know. We got to keep things simple.
0: I, I know. They—they they, there was talks about them doing a Revan trilogy. Well. Because to be fair, Trilogy makes sense because Revan starts as a Jedi, which would be the first movie, then he turns as a Sith, the second movie, and then the third movie would be after he gets unbrainwashed from the Sith Order, he realizes everything that he did was wrong, you know? And he um, essentially walks around with a red lightsaber and his purple lightsaber, so he's no longer a Sith or a Jedi, and he kills any Force being and steals their crystals and destroys them.
2: Okay, but... I want the one in the Visions episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying.
2: And I want the umbrella chick to come back, the one that had the umbrella lightsabers. Man, that that was actually some that was creative. I want just pick one of those Vision episodes and and have the directors of it because they're actually some famous directors that did the, some of the Vision episodes, have them make it into a full movie.
0: I agree. It'd be a great movie. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Well, that was a good segment. When we come back, is Saw X movie of the year? (laughs) Uh, We'll find out when we come back. Uh, And we're back. Whoa. Oh, 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 wow. We just got right into it. Okay. We're back with the Beast Cast. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I'm going to talk about something that's really interesting. And then we're going to
2: snorted lines.
0: Yes, we did. Um, that's why we took such a long break. We were we were just going <sighs> we were just getting all up in it. snorting s- snorting smarties. Oof. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> anywho anywho, um yeah, so I got a parking ticket. Um
2: That sucks, bro.
0: It's not a legitimate parking ticket. It has no merit. I have the I had the sticker, the parking pet permit in my window and all that stuff. And they still gave me a parking ticket. I was like, oh, this is some fishy stuff, but Apparently it was at like four thirty in the morning, and the lady who was doing tickets was just giving people tickets for no reason. So, um, <clears throat> anywho, so we are moving to something that is interesting, something that's very, 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 very intriguing. Now, here is the dealio. Last night, this this episode's called Jason's mistake. I made a mistake last night. Um, I made a massive mistake. I made I made a I made a, a huge fumble. I fumbled the bag. Fumbled the bag really badly. Here's what happened. So last night, actually, earlier this week, we got to go all the way back to Monday. So Monday, um, I'm like, hey, podcast is this week, you know. Um, I should probably think of uh, something, you know, for a segment. And Then I was like, hey, you know, movies this week. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll buy, maybe I'll buy a ticket to the movie. Um, maybe I'll buy a ticket to a movie. Tuesday rolls around, you know, same thing, you know, "Hmm." Wednesday was successful. And then I realized, oh, you know, we had a great podcast air and it was it was all it was all shits and giggles until somebody giggled and shitted. And then um, Thursday rolled around and I go, frick, dude, okay, I'm going to buy a ticket to the creator because I've been I was telling myself, you know, I'm going to see this movie and I really need to see it. I figured I'd see it on opening at my movie theater. So I go to the 645 showing of the creator uh, directed by Gareth Edwards. If you guys don't know who Gareth Edwards is, he is the director of Rogue One, Star Wars. Yay, we love Star Wars. Um, Yay, and Rogue One was pretty good. Um, it had its it had its moments, you know. So, yeah. I, I was coming into this movie with high hopes. I was coming into the movie with a very high expectation from the trailer I've seen, um, and. Oh, 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 spoiler tag. Spoiler, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Um, Raven, are you going to see this movie at all?
2: Uh, I'll probably see it later, but I don't care if you spoil it.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so, essentially the movie is exactly
1: what everybody thought it was going to be. Okay. The movie
0: is has a very dull, dull, dull plot. I went into the movie and I was bored. And it's hard to get me bored during the movie. The thing is, is now, now I'm not knocking the movie. I'm knocking the plot. The, I, it, this is a movie about AI and it seemed like the script was written by an AI. Like it was, maybe it was, I don't know. It not
2: that w- be staying in character?
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah. And also this movie doesn't work at a time like this. We're all about being against AI because AI is scary. And this movie is all about embracing AI. Like this is not the movie to come out right now, guys. Like this is not this is not something you wanted to, to release right now, you know. But here's the here's the thing. I will, I'm I'm not saying the whole movie is bad. There are moments in this movie that will get you close to tears. Um the final act of this movie is very good. And is very, has, is the only part of the movie that actually has good acting. The acting for most of the movie is horrible. And I'm, and I'm talking, I, I'm not talking like, uh, you know, as bad as like, I don't even know bad acting who would be, uh, twilight. yeah, there you go. It's not as bad as twilight, but it's definitely, it's definitely bad. Like, um, the actors are just kind of speaking words, you know, they're just kind of speaking words out of their mouths. like you, you, <clears throat> They're just you know they're just talking, they are just talking and talking and talking, and it's not like Oppenheimer, where you know, you sit through three hours of a movie of characters just talking and talking and talking, but you actually like it because they're talking about something and there's a plot going on they These characters are literally just they are just blabbing they they are just number one blabbers in the in the universe they they talk about the stupidest stuff, and characters also have no. There, there is no substance to pretty much any character except for the man you see on the screen right now. Um, and the child, who, spoiler alert, is a robot. Um, everybody knew that already, though, from the trailer, because uh, he's got the weird r- robot uh, head thing. And might I add that the robots in this movie are stunning, and they look good. They um, are very reminiscent of iRobot's robots, not from the movie iRobot, the horrible movie with Will Smith, Um, but the actual Isaac Asimov robots uh, style. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the good part of this movie. The great part of this movie, actually. The masterpiece part of this movie. This movie is a cinematic masterpiece. The cinematics of this movie are stunning. They are breathtaking. The inspiration for this movie is Blade Runner 2049. That was the big... Inspiration for this movie uh, aesthetic, and it does not disappoint. It 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 takes it takes like Chappie, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and like Division Nine, like that weird movie with the aliens, and puts it all into one big amalgamation. It kind of takes its own spin on it, and it is stunning. It is absolutely stunning. It is so, and I'm talking so beautiful. I would go see this movie again just so I can watch it happen. Like just so I can watch it. Like I would literally put on noise canceling earmuffs and just watch what was going on on screen. The combat is great, the fighting is good. Um that acting is good, like the fighting. But it's just cinematically beautiful. The lighting is perfect. The shots are perfect. The scenes are perfect. They they because they they didn't just use CGI, they used that uh they 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 kind of did what Star Wars has been doing recently, uh, the Star Wars projects, where they use the big um uh t- the the big uh 4K screens for for backdrops instead of putting CGI you know backdrops they're they're like on a green screen they're um they're they're using actual like um they're building sets around these screens and so half of it's you know practical effects and the other half is visual effects.
2: And it, it is So would you say it's on par or uh, like, what? when you see the cinematic masterpiece of it, what do you think the budget for the movie was to achieve that?
0: It's about $90 million. Um, and, and it's proof that you can make a cinematic masterpiece like visually without hiring uh $200 million worth of VFX artists like Marvel does. Um, this movie had under a hundred million dollar budget. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm a thousand yeah, percent. You sure.
2: were, you were close. It was 80 million.
0: Yeah. So, the the budget for this movie is not is not is not high. This is this is this movie is a great movie. Um and, and if it didn't have such I'm so sad that it has such a bad plot because if it had even a mediocre plot and a mediocre acting, this would be a top five movie of the year. Um it at the end of the year, me and Raven, we always do top our we're we're gonna do a top ten movies of the year that we really just enjoyed watching, whether it be can't come out this year or just we watched this year. Um, I think we did that last year. We did something similar. To we, that. Did. we did, yeah. Um, but we're gonna do that again this year. This would have been in it. Um, and it might still be in my top ten. Uh, it depends on. It depends on how strong this year closes out movie wise with the Killers of the Flower Moon coming out, Wonka coming out, all that stuff coming out at the end of the year. It's going to be tough to keep this movie in the top ten. Um, but it could possibly still be there. It. I will say this. Uh, it, I'm just, I'm still, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. It is a breathtaking movie to look at. The ba- The scenes are so, just the thing about Blade Runner is it doesn't achieve what Blade Runner does where it's painting the universe around it by having these long methodical shots like Blade Runner does. It's more fast paced than Blade Runner. Um. It also has 40 minute less run time than Blade Runner. But it it is. It's still. It's just as stunning. Everything about it, and and even the visual effects are awesome. There's this big spaceship uh, called Nomad throughout the entire film. That is is essentially just a fucking missile launching machine. Like they just. It's it's like or it's like an orbital rocket. I don't even know what, what you would even call it. It would be like a orbital rocket uh, shooter or uh, ORS. <laughs> I don't know. It... it, it <laughs> It is, it is, it is essentially, they have a rocket about the size of a, they have a rocket on, it's like a, it's like a spaceship that's probably like five miles long. And it is, it's, it's like a little, it's like a mini Death Star that just orbits the Earth. And they, they'll be like, oh, we got to target this place. They shoot out a missile about the size of a house. It hits actually a little bit bigger than a house. It hits and it just, it's a nuke. It just blows stuff up. Um. That was visually perfect the they so so the plot of the movie i guess we'll just get into this it's horrible i don't even want to talk about it but we have to talk about it so the plot of the creator is essentially that there's this war going on so supposedly these over over time uh, their their universe differed a little bit than ours that in about the 70s 80s robots AI started to become prevalent, and they started to join the workforce in about the '90s. So it's very close to the iRobot. It actually is literally just almost following iRobot exactly. Isaac Asimov's iRobot starts in the 1990s and ends in the 2060s. This uh, starts in semi the 1970s, 1980s, and ends in the night in the 2070s, um, time wise. Now the the AI are all around the world and they're they're growing so advanced and they're almost human like they're essentially just humans they they feel they touch they smell they eat they they're they they over time just become the next evolution of humans and the nice thing is is he doesn't have the robot trope where the robots are just so much stronger than humans it follows similar to Detroit to become human where the robots are stronger but they're just like a buffed up human. They're not like a super end all be all shoot him fifty hundred times and he doesn't die, you know. They get shot once in the head where their cpu is and they're dead. They get shot once in the leg and they can't really move that much, you know? Like a human. They're they're, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very human like and I like that about that. Um and but so what happens is in a, in about the in a I want to say the 2050s, um a nuke uh, there's an accidental nuke that drops, which you don't know it's an accident at first. There's a nuke that drops on Los Angeles, um, and uh, or it just explodes. They they were building some nuclear thing in some base, and it accidentally got fired, and it shoots, and it and it blew up Los Angeles, and it killed over a million plus people within like a snap of a finger. Okay, and so the U.S. immediately wages war, claiming that it was the AI. And so the, the U.S. decide the U.S. is semi like the bad guys. You know, they're not really the bad guys, but they're also kind of the bad guys. You know, the anti-hero trope, U.S. is bad, world is bad. All sides, at the end of the movie, you don't like any side. The, the, the robots and, so Asia is not called Asia anymore. It's called, uh, there's East Asia and West Asia. East Asia still is allowing robots. So this would be like Japan, Korea, Indonesia, um, China a little bit. Um, they're, they still allow robots and they're, and they're living with the robots. And so they've essentially, the rest of the world has kind of gone away from robots and they're banned everywhere else. And the U S is, is leading a war against the robots trying to, you know, take them out. So this kid is, is the last ditch effort of, uh, of like, you know, the robots hope, like the, the kid has powers. He can essentially, you know, turn electronics off in a wide, wide radius, like all electronics. And his goal is to kill Nomad, which is the big s- spaceship in the sky that shoots the missiles. The whole plot of the movie is about this thing called Nirmada. Now, Nirmada, I believe, is some language, I don't remember, some Asian language, um, where it essentially means the creator, the god. And in this universe, Nirmada is the creator of the AI. He is the god of the AI. And um, the main guy you see on screen, the black guy, um, who his acting is mediocre at best. He's. he's I deaf-
2: told you it would be.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he has. I'll tell you this: in the final act, he acted his heart out, like he's crying. The the real just made it seem so genuine. Like I feel like the the last act of this movie was made by humans, and all the rest of it was made by AI. Like the last act actually almost brought me to tears, and he did a great job acting at the end of the movie. Every other time in the movie, he's 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 your. Typical action film actor. He's really good at being an action film guy, shooting, fighting, all that stuff. The moment he gets to having to have to have a serious moment for most of the film, it, it kind of is just dull. But towards the end of the film, it gets better. And maybe that's supposed to be his character. I don't know. But anyways, I'm, I'm getting off topic. So he is actually a spy for the United States. His family, he, he kind of hates the robots a little bit. His family um, was killed in L.A. And so he joins the U- the United States Marines and goes undercover um, in Asia, claiming that he was essentially like a defect of the United States. He, d- he wants to live with the robots. And so he falls in love with the Nirmada's daughter, um, who, spoiler alert, is actually Nirmada herself. And she essentially dies. Um, she gets blown up by Nomad, but she's like in a coma kind of thing where she kind of is just on life support and they're trying to keep her alive, but they can't. And he has to be the one to kill her with the with the child at the end of the movie. Um, so he falls in love with her. And they're going to have a baby and all that. And then she finds out... That the United States um, finds out where she is um, and where he is, thanks to him. He, he's being tracked. And so they, they come and try to kill her and, and all the people around and pillage the village that they were in. And she ends up dying, basically. And their child that they were going to have is also gone. And over the course of the movie the kid helps him like like the ai but the thing is is the movie is trying to tell you a plot the the plot of the movie isn't just us bad bad military oh which is what i thought it was going to be which was which was kind of you know i was like wow you know that's just a stupid movie trope it makes you realize that nobody is good in this in this universe really there are good people but there is no good side there is no the, the robots want to essentially use the kid and have him die sacrifice himself for for the robots um so he can take down nomad and kill himself in the process the humans want to eradicate all of the robots and want to eradicate all the people who help robots so they're just being or, or i guess the the west the the united states so they're just being they're just being douchebags. So both sides are are bad. And the, I think the message of the story is maybe like, you know, war is bad, I guess, which is whatever. That's a very simple message. But the the movie itself, it, 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 it's held up by its visuals. And in the story, kind of it gets dull. The The moments with the kid in the in, in the guy here, um, they're they're amazing. They 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 kind of work like bread and butter. They're really good there's a there's actually some moments that you'll laugh at there there was a, a a thing where he goes hey we're gonna play the kid is the kid is really smart like he because he's a robot so he's learning things really quickly so at the beginning of the movie he doesn't speak English and within about 30 minutes into the movie he's listening to him talk so much that he's actually able to pick up and understand English essentially and also I think he has some database or whatever but he learns how to speak English and he he's learning English as he goes throughout the film with the black guy the kid um. He, they, there was like this game, and they were like, um, the, the, the. He goes, hey, let's play a game. He was, they were in the car, and, and their car broke down, and, the, and there was these people like next to them that were like, hey, you need a ride? And he was like, hey, let's play a game. It's called Don't Fucking. I think he said it's something like Don't Fucking Talk or something like that. He goes, let's play a game. It's called Don't Fucking Talk. And so then, so then, um, the kid later on when they're when they're like back at, they get to where they're going, you know, in this in this city in Asia, mm-hmm. and, and the one girl. Who who is like getting the kid ice cream? She goes, "What's he like? Uh, I, I think his name's Jonathan or whatever." She goes, "What's what's he like?" And he the kid goes, "He's cool. We play a game a lot. It's called Don't Fucking Talk. It is really fun." And I was like, "Damn, that's 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 kind of, that's kind of funny. That one made me giggle a little bit." But there, I mean, yeah it's it got very it's Blade Runner 2049 is is it's so obvious that this is what it's mimicking and it does a great job it's its own thing too it's its own world I would love to see this world expanded upon with better writing I would love not I don't even I don't even care about seeing a sequel to this movie because spoiler alert the black guy dies at the end of the movie he sacrifices himself and he him and Nirmata the woman they get together uh they save her brain in like a chip um and she basically only has like 30 minutes of life left and they die together on nomad while sending the kid back to earth Mm -hmm. and um he dies in her they die in each other's arms on nomad it's kind of wholesome uh but anyways i don't even want to see like a a follow-up to this i I just want to see this world expanded upon like a novel an anime a visual novel something would be awesome it is just, it's, oh man, it's a great world, like a great story world, and it is visually awesome, but the, this movie just fell, fell flat of, of acting. and that it did was
2: not live up to the potential is what I'm
0: hearing. Well, it lived up to the potential of how it looked in the trailer, like visually, but the acting, I mean, everybody knew it was going to be bland, but this is really bland. I mean, on Letterboxd right now, this movie is getting shit on by most people for its mediocre acting but every single person agrees this is a visual masterpiece this is stunning like this movie is stunning like gareth edwards knows how to direct a shot he just doesn't know how to write a script
1: so if you want my
0: opinion <clears throat> this movie gets a uh we'll do we'll do the jason scale so out of 10 this movie gets a 6 out of 10 because the visuals carry this enough to be over an average movie. But it just has nothing else other than that. The, the 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 substance is so little for the acting. And the fighting is awesome. Like I said, visually it's awesome. Also, if you watch the behind the scenes of this movie too, um, like some of the background stuff, they actually shot this on a Sony camera, which is very odd for the um the industry most industries don't most of the film industry in hollywood doesn't use the 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 sony branded cameras because the the shots take forever to develop and and they have to be developed a very certain way but they they it's a risk reward because it is visually stunning because of that reason you can see such crisp detail of it and they used a sony camera for this one um so that was another thing too so I, i'll give gareth edwards this it's nothing It's not his best movie. He has two better movies than this. Um, It's his third best movie, I would say, though. Uh, It's a 6 out of 10. For sure. Right. Now.
2: So, exactly what I thought it was going to be from the trailer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should... Here's my recommendation. Go watch this movie. But keep in mind that the plot is mediocre. Very bad. Um, And just watch it visually you you'll be amazed by the things you see. It is just a great world to look at. It's like Blade Runner 2049, except Blade Runner 2049 had one of the greatest stories still, I think to this day. I don't think you'll ever top a movie story like uh, Blade Runner 2049. Okay, so Blade Runner is based off of do androids dream of electric sheep. Um so technically Blade Runner's story uh the original Blade Runner with Harrison Ford is technically um a book, so you can't really say that that's just a movie plot, like a a movie-only story. Blade Runner 2049 is a movie-only story, and I still think it's the best movie-only story we've seen ever. Blade Runner 2049. But anyways, so,
1: yeah, 6 out of 10. So.
0: So, 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 so. so.
2: Do you want to play a game?
0: Let's play a game. Haven't a clue? Want to know my name? just look inside and see don't lose your head mr colson that's all i was thinking about was how i forgot how much the saw inspired the riddler in batman 2022 His like weird traps (laughs) (laughs) only only two more riddles but saw x now so i i'm in the movie in the middle of the creator It was getting very boring and there was this very boring monologue talk and it was essentially about nothing. So I immediately, I I did the no, no. I went on my phone. No, I always have my phone on the, the lowest brightness possible. Also, there was only two other people in the movie theater with me sitting behind me and the one girl was crying at the end of the movie. So I guess whatever, but it, so, um, I texted Raven and I said, dude, should I do it? Should I take one for the team and go watch Saw X? because I figured Saw X was going to be horrible, man. Like I was like we we no, sh- so bad. <laughs> we shit on this movie so badly last week and to all the Saw fans, I want to say you were heard and I apologize. I I rarely will ever give you an apology. I sincerely apologize to you. This movie, I Raven said do it. So I said okay, so I bought a ticket in the middle of the thing. Very beautiful girl behind the counter, uh, and she had a like a gothic look. And I was like, "Dang, this is this is dope, man." Movie theater right. past nine fifteen, dude. After dark, so I get in. There was actually more people for Saw X at nine fifteen than there was for the Creator at six forty five. Um, so I went to the bathroom. I took a couple minutes. I got a free refill on my drink. She let me have a free refill, dude. Even though you're supposed to pay for them. At my movie theater. By the way, can I just say how stupid my movie theater is? For a fucking large... Now, I'm using the F word. For a fucking large drink, it is $7. $7. I,
2: I can go out and buy a liter of soda for a I I can buy a 24-pack of Mountain
0: Dew for fucking... Oh, my God. Whole 30 fluid ounces. 30 fluid ounces. I could buy 24 12-fluid ounces cans. Of Mountain Dew for five dollars, holy moly, man! I get it's a movie theater; it has to be up marked up, but whatever. But no, she let me have a free refill, and so that's why I'm—I was really digging this chick because I was like, "Yeah, dude, she's cool, dude. She's let me have a free refill and all this." So I get to the movie theater, or well, I get to the other theater, which was right across the the hall, and it's essentially the same setup as the other one, you know. Now, this is one thing that I forgot to mention too: going into the theater. I thought the creator was going to be a massive movie. There is cars parked everywhere. I'm talking, I got there about 10 minutes before. So, so if you guys don't know movie, I mean, most of you know, movie theaters have soft start times, which means that 645 is not is not a dead start time. The movie doesn't just pop on at 645. It is a soft start time, which means you should be there by 645. And over the next five to 10 minutes, the movie will start after a few ads or whatever so people can get situated. Now, I got there 10 minutes before the soft start time at 6:45, so I got there about 6:35. Okay? There is cars everywhere. I am talking everywhere. There is people lining up outside of the theater. And I said, "Holy mother of Christmas. What in the world? There are people just everywhere. This movie's got to be massive." No, the movie theater was dead. The movie theater itself was dead. There was nobody in the creator except for those two people behind me. And so I'm trying to think of where all these people went. And apparently there was some other movie called The Blind that was playing at 645. Um, and everybody was going to see that
2: one. The Blind?
0: Yeah, so... Um, the Blind. I didn't look up the movie. It, it's called The Blind Movie... It's some church movie. And every... I, I forgot. I made the mistake. I forgot that my movie theater... What, I, I live in a very um religious religious part oh, of the United it's
2: States. Oh, a, it's a movie on the Duck Dynasty guy.
0: Yeah. I forgot that I live in Arkansas. Okay? That's why. I forgot down here, everybody... Yeah, I forgot that everybody down here is, uh, is religious and kind of, you know, has their own thing, so I was like, well, not everybody's religious, but there's a lot of religious people, so, so they went, and also this is that prime, like, hillbilly duck dynasty territory, too, so, I suppose. Anyway, so yeah, there was a lot of people I went and saw that movie. I, I was, I was shocked because there were so many people in the theater, and there was just, <laughs> there was nobody, when I actually got into the, into the movie theater and sat down, and I was like, "Where did everybody go?" So no, so so I I got my popcorn. Uh, well, I, I I I actually managed to eat a full thing of a small popcorn for the first time in my life. I ate a full thing of a small popcorn, um, and I get down in the theater, and let me just say, <clears throat> there was yeah, there was more people for Saw X than there was for the creator <laughs> at six forty five. Um, there was at least I want to say ten people in there. And the movie, uh, we're going to have to cut this up into in two parts because um, we're, we're, we're getting close to when we should end. And I think if we just end early, it would just make it easier on, on story-wise and also get you a little an- anticipation, you know, get you a little anticipated. Uh, because okay. it, if, if I start now, I only get about a minute of speaking and then I got to go on because somehow I managed to take 20 minutes on the creator. I don't know how I did that. Um, so I think we're gonna cut this segment early so I can talk about Saw X in a full segment and not have to worry about its start time. So, and also the last one ran a little bit long, too, so this works out. So when we come back, we will talk about Saw X, and then we will talk about where that ranks this year and which of the two movies was better. When we come back...
2: surprised ...at how well Saw was being received, because I remember when the last one came out. Not the one about uh not the one called jigsaw or uh that other previous one that they tried to come out with recently in like the last five years but like the very last last one that was a true one that had came out i remember how everybody shat all over it it was horrible it was sucky everybody's told everybody to put this universe away and so when i saw this to hear that it's an amazing movie kind of like blew me away. I was just like, okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, oh, so I just got an email that our second mic stand for the studio is um, arriving on Tuesday. So that's good. I broke uh, it. <clears throat> uh, no, so we're our studio is so close to being fully professional. It's not even crazy. We have it set up for one person professionality. I promise I will do an episode in there. I just really. I just feel way more comfortable doing it at home. Also, that thing, it's not that I, tr- I don't trust a computer, but until we get a better computer in there, I just don't trust it to, to record the stuff that we do.
1: Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, um, Saw.
0: Welcome back to the BeastCast, by the way. Um, Saw. Saw. X was crazy. Um, oh, gosh. Where do I even begin? <clears throat> so Saw starts out Saw X, from what I remember. Now, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, just before you you come hunt me with rifles, okay? Like like Dracula. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I haven't seen a Saw movie since Saw Two. Okay. So I've never watched any other Saw movie other than the first two in this one. So
2: keep in, you
0: keep in mind. I But I do know about all the stuff that has happened in the universe. Thanks to Dead by Daylight and a lot of other people that have very strong opinions on the movie. Uh, so, don't worry. I know about the universe. I know about the bullshit. I know about the weird TV stuff that, that they did and all the weird stuff they had. Um, I know about it all, okay? I know about it all. I've never fully watched a movie down since the second one. So, my expectations coming into this were very low. They were super low. However, this movie, I'm going to say, this is why it's called My Mistake, because I came in expecting the creator to be the movie I was wanting to watch the whole time, when in reality, the movie I really wanted to watch the whole time was, was this one. Saw X was amazing. I'm going to say it. Saw X was, was amazing. Not, not fully as a movie, but but just as a as like a story it is it is odd like i've never seen a horror slasher film do this um hold on i just got an email about they're telling me i can't talk about it okay
1: oh, no i'm kidding um okay and then I'm,
0: Okay, so anyways, yeah, sorry, um I, I had an important thing. so yeah, saw X was amazing it was it was crazy. so okay, so let, let's go back to the very beginning. I get in the movie theater, starts you know boo do 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 you know, and then boom uh-huh. saw X it doesn't it doesn't happen like the other the in in for most most horror movies, you know like scream saw the first saw was an example you see like a killing at the beginning of the movie and then all of a sudden you know title screen happens during like a scream like ah. You know, like that. And, and then, like, you know, it will say Saw X. This movie takes a way different approach. It's, I don't even know if you could classify this as just a horror movie. Because it's more, it almost reminded me in a way of, like, a genre like American Psycho. Where it's horror, but it's not really horror, like, slasher. Like, what the original Saws were. Where it's a grotesque movie, but but the whole point of it isn't about it being grotesque like like the other Saw movies are about the killings and stuff like that. And about, and then the story is kind of like a semi subplot. Like most people, they would go to the original saw movies because they wanted to see people get their fucking heads chopped off and, and all these weird wacky ways of people dying and get killed, which there, don't worry. There are, there, there is a, a lot of that in this movie. Spoiler alerts, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so it starts with, it, it starts super methodical. It almost starts like silence of the lambs where, where it, it, it just, it just pops on screen. Saw X. In a very white classic font. It's during the daytime. It's it. There's nothing like sinister. Nothing. It. The beginning of the movie follows John Kramer. So this essentially takes place. I don't remember if we ever decided if it takes place between three and four, two and three, four and five, five and six.
2: In between, in be uh, uh, after the events of one.
0: Okay. So yeah. So two. So yeah. So 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 essentially, um, him and his. So. The girl is here. The girl who plays uh, as the pig um, is, is helping him. Oh, what's her name? Is her name Amanda? I think her name's Amanda, I think. Um, she's, she's in this movie um, and she helps him with this, but she's like an understudy and she's, she's worried about John because he's dying. Now you don't see her, she's a little surprised. Like, like, you know, she's kind of like the oh, No way she's in this movie, like thing, you know, like the the, the trick yeah. up the sleeve. So at the beginning of the movie, it starts out with John. He's kind of just crafting in his book like some weird, like, you know, uh contraption thing. And he goes to the doctor and he's having a brain scan. Um, and they're like, John, this is bad. You know, like you have a tumor on your brain. He goes, So what, I got maybe a year or two to live? And he goes, six months, maybe at best, maybe even three months. He goes, it all depends on, you know, essentially just tells him like, it could be, it could be anytime the next couple months that, that is all you got left. He goes, so you probably want to just retire and and, um, get your wills in order. He goes, well, I got a lot of work to do. And he goes, well, you should probably just retire because, you know, it will just be easier. He goes, are you telling me to die easy? And so then he essentially is like, kind of having like a mental breakdown where he's like he 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 sees another guy in the hospital like a guy stealing something and then there's like a scene where he imagines like blowing his eyeballs out and stuff like that um and sucking them into a tube and uh that was like the first grotesque thing you get to see because i think they just wanted to have that in there just so like it wasn't just completely boring for the entire beginning of the movie which by the way the plot and dialogue is not boring at all it's i mean there there are some times where like Amanda's actor, she's not a good actor, um, and I don't think she was ever a good actor in the other Saw movies, um, like the the pig, um, I don't think she was a good actor. But John Kramer's actor is amazing. He is a class act actor, um, and most of the acting is fine except for just a few scenes here and there, um, it, and so essentially he's like, there's not a lot of killing. There's no killing going on really, other than that, like vision, which the kid then. He, doesn't do so then he doesn't steal the watch or whatever so then the guy's like oh good choice you know kramer's like good choice glad you didn't steal the watch he goes then now i don't have to do this thing to you so john kramer he's he's like contemplating his life like he, he's he's just like um he's going to these meetings and stuff like that and he's like for people who are like you know about to die of cancer and like trying to help get through it you know and his life's essentially over his life has no purpose um and then he finds out about this treatment it's a very experimental underground treatment um, that this doctor, um, she she does, uh, her father invented this practice and she's been carrying on the practice. And um, they move around a lot, so the so they were in Norway, but then they were in Mexico. So he goes to Mexico and he has this procedure done. Little does he know that, of course, the procedure is nothing and they just scammed him out of money. So he takes all the people who are, so, so like the beginning, like, First 35 minutes of the movie are, like, um, like this kind of slow, wholesome, like, story going on about John trying to get his life back. And then it all just breaks down. He finds out that it was all fake, um, and he just decides, fuck it. He goes, I'm done. He goes, so he calls Amanda, and then he calls his detective. He goes, we got, we got some work we need to do. And so they, they capture all the people who were in on this scam you know like all the people who were acting and as doctors and stuff like that helping him uh for this for this like uh scam procedure that they were doing and they capture them and bring them all back to the to the, the to the facility where they supposedly operated on on him where they actually didn't operate him on him at all um and then um he 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 you know, of course he jigsaws it out where it's got all the traps and mechanisms and all that and to this point, I was like, wow, this movie's pretty good, okay? This movie's pretty good. But then something happens in the movie. So the movie gets grotesque, you know, you get your classic saw, you know, people getting their limbs cut off, heads getting cut off, you know, shot, electroshock therapy, you know, fucking everything's happening. You know, blood everywhere, limbs everywhere. <clears throat> and then a side plot happens. So they manage to capture, they they one of the people in the room, they manage to, to get a phone. Um, And she calls her... Who we think is her her um, dad to come save her, but it's actually her husband, fiance, who was in on it too. He was in on the on the scam. He was pretending to be a patient, you know, that was with John, saying like, you know, this is, I, I'm going through the same thing, man. Like, it's gonna be tough. And so he comes and he he's coming in and he's pretending like he's um like he he's c- coming to get his money back from these scammers from her. He goes, I want to fucking shoot her. I want to get this scam done. And so then they tie, they, they capture him and tie him up and, and he, they're like, they, they think that he, he's like just wanting his money back, you know? So they're, they're not thinking anything of it. Little do they know that there's a side plot going on, um, that we don't even know about until the end of the movie. So, um, <clears throat> then, uh, you know, they, he, that side plot happens and he gets, they, they let him free thinking that he's just going to get his money and then he grabs a gun and he essentially puts them both at gunpoint, Amanda and Kramer, and goes like, you know, like, oh, get down there. And he lets, essentially, he lets um, the lady who is operating the scam, uh, the last person to die, he lets her go and they kiss. And if you find out that they're like together, you know, and I was like, whoa, this, that was crazy. Like, I did not expect that at all. Like, like that doesn't, that comes out of left field. What comes out of even, even bigger left field is what happens. There, there is a plot, there's a subplot playing in the background that if you pay attention a little bit, you notice that it was all set up exactly for this. They knew, little do you know, they actually knew about him the whole time and they were expecting him to come the entire time.
1: It's, really? Yeah,
0: so, so there's like a, a double gotcha where they think they got Kramer in them. Little do they know they go up to go grab the money and it's like a big jigsaw starts laughing, goes <laughs> like, you know, they pull, they pull the money bag out uh, of like uh-huh. a, of the t- of the top where they're like they're like where's the money bag you know after they waterboard um uh kramer with blood you know in this weird like jigsaw contraption where you have to pull levers back and forth on each other and it was all like a big got gotcha you because when they go upstairs like to the top where where like the money is they pull the money bag out and it pulls a wire and, and it like reveals a uh a timer and and you hear the jigsaw laugh and the and the music starts and there's like it has like a 10-minute countdown, and then you see it like all play down, and it's like a double gotcha moment. Like where the entire time they knew this entire thing was gonna happen, and there's just this like massive double gotcha. I loved it. I was like, whoa! Like this is just it it shows you the power of how smart John Kramer is. Because even like throughout the movie, she's like, Oh, you think you're so smart, John. Well, I was the one who stopped you. I was the one who figured out your whole scam. Can you believe that? Can you can you believe that? me i'm the one who's gonna stop jigsaw like the lady who was pulling the scam she goes it's incredible honestly she goes how did i outsmart you little did she know that he was fucking five steps ahead of her in chess the entire time he was five steps ahead of her the entire time and had it all planned out and i was like wow john kramer is just one smart man and you know this was supposed to be a film like you know kramer's dead and all that stuff in the in the regular universe it it's awesome. It was it was a great back to the roots movie. I think it played very similar to like a Saw one, Saw two, um, with a with with just another side plot going, and it has a wholesome ending actually because it makes you feel that you want John Kramer to win, <laughs> which is like wow. And then he gives uh, all the money that she scammed. She he gives it to a little kid that uh, lives near the uh, place in Mexico. Uh, he his father like runs the facility or whatever the like maintenance of the building. And so he gives the money to him and goes, you you know, you need it more than I do. And then him and Amanda walk away and that's how the movie kind of ends, you know. Um, and then there's like a side plot, a uh, little like off screen moment where it kind of sets up Saw 2 or Saw 3, I think. And so you get to see that. Overall, it was, it was incredible, man. I was like, whoa, this movie, like, it was a big gotcha. It had, it ticked every single box that I wanted it to tick and then more it ticked another box too, which I never get from horror films anymore. It was different. It was odd. It was different. It did something that no horror movie ever does, which was just, it was incredible. I just, I loved it. I I just, I simply loved it so much. Like I, I, I I can't believe that. And, and then of course I also sent to Raven before, I think I, I think the message is still here. Um, I sent it to you. Yeah. At 9 thir- 9.14 last night, I said, well, I'm coming into this with the highest expectations ever. It better be it then. So the thing said, Saw X is now the highest rated film of the franchise on Rotten Tomatoes with an 88% with 77 reviews. And let me say, well-deserved. It is 100% and 88% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Probably should be I'm happy night. to be wrong about it.
0: I am too. Because this gives me hope for like horror slasher movies. <laughs> It does it it gives me big hope for these types of movies because it it somehow shows that there are people that are still able to make something new in horror in in like thriller horror like this grotesque horror. I loved it
2: mhm well yeah i'm if this can give hope to you, it can give hope to me i I hope that we get better horror movies out of this,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know how well they can continue with the soft franchise itself, but it was definitely a. A good like, um, it was just a, it was just a good movie to, to drop. Um, yeah,
2: notes for different horror movies. Yeah,
0: yeah, ex- exactly. Um, so my my ratings out of ten, I liked it more than when I watched Saw one. I watched Saw one for I I rewatched Saw one during COVID. So about two years ago, I remember watching Saw one again, um, just because you know I was bored. I liked it better than Saw one. Um, I don't remember too much of Saw Two, but I remember I liked Saw Two, but I liked this one better than both of them. On my scale, I think I'd give this an eight out of ten. Um,
2: oh, very good.
0: It, it it's better than average, which is a five, of course. Uh it has the visuals of nasty grotesqueness that a horror movie needs to have. It has a plot too. I mean, it's not the greatest plot of all time, but it is a good plot. And then it has twists and other turns that you would just never expect that even can somehow surprise the viewer, and that just bumps it up to an eight out of ten for me. Um, it's it's nothing like ten out of ten uh, wise, but it's an eight out of ten for sure. It 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 definitely is right now as it sits on my list. I mean, I've watched. Okay, so if we look at my list right now, of twenty twenty three movies that I've just seen in twenty twenty three, like of um. My my list of movies I've seen in 2023 um, is going solely off movies I've never seen before. That So, essentially, movies that dropped this year or I watched for the first time this year. My movie list right now in 2023, as it stands, I've watched over 25 movies. Brand new movies. Brand spanking new movies that dropped this year. And I will say this is a top five movie as it currently stands. I have...
2: Dang, that good, huh?
0: I have... Four more movies I have to watch this year. Ferrari, The Killer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Wonka. After that, I don't have any more big movies that I that I'm that I have planned yet. However, there is Dream Scenario too that I have to add to this list. Um and uh, there there probably is another film somewhere that I'm blanking on. But essentially, as it currently stands, I don't know if it's going to, I mean, I don't know if it's going to get numbed out of five. It's, it's definitely fifth on my list, top five of the year so far. It might get bumped out, it might not, I don't know. But either way, it's for sure in the top ten, I would say. I doubt those four movies are going to, or those five movies are going to bump, bump it all the way out. I mean, maybe. But anyways, yeah, I, I would say eight out of ten, man. I, I, this, movie was, this movie was spectacular.
2: Um, I'm happy I told you to take the the risk and go to it right after
0: yeah and and that was another part of my mistake is dude double feature films i love movies but double feature films are difficult man like it's just it's hard being in a dark room during dark hours for a very long period of time like three hours is fine five hours almost is horrible that was and dude that was the thing with barbie and oppenheimer too is it was like I, had, I couldn't watch them back to back because Oppenheimer was three hours long and Barbie was two hours and five minutes long. So I was like sitting through five, minute, five hours and five minutes a movie. I wasn't going to do that back to back. I had to watch it at two different times of the day. <laughs> I, had to watch, I, watched Op, I watched Barbie in the morning and watched Oppenheimer really late at night. Um, and then I, I, Oppenheimer in IMAX was fucking fantastic, dude. Oh, my Man, IMAX theaters, I wish I had an IMAX theater near me. I have to drive like an hour and a half now to go to an IMAX theater, which is actually closer than what it was when I lived in Minnesota. I had to drive two hours. So 30 minutes less to go to an IMAX theater. But
2: pain you went through for Barbenheimer will always amaze me.
0: Hey man, I was it was a rough moment. I it was, I was supposed to go to Michigan. I don't know if I don't know if we ever discussed this on the podcast yet. I was supposed to go to Michigan to watch Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter IMAX. Um, and we had troubles getting there. And so I had to stop in Rochester, Minnesota, where the, Mayo, the home of the Mayo Clinic, the, the literally the number one ranked clinic in the entire world. And I had to, I had to watch it there. And then I went home. I didn't even, we didn't even go on the rest of the trip. It was supposed to be a, we were supposed to go on a Midwestern trip. We were essentially supposed to hit uh, Wisconsin. We were supposed to hit Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit. And then we were going to go down through Memphis, go to New Orleans, hit Dallas, and then come back up, go through Kansas City, come to my college here. Um, Or we were going to go through my college or go to Dallas, go to my college, go to Kansas City, go through Omaha, and then come back to Minnesota no we we got stopped i had i we had to we went to Chicago and we had to come back and we went to rochester so should have i mean I could have watched it in Chicago, but I was scared to be in Chicago. I was like we could stop in Chicago or we could go back four hours and go to um it was either drive four hours it was either stop in Chicago in thirty minutes or go back four hours and go to rochester, and we all personally agreed that going to Chicago. Well, it also wouldn't have worked out anyways, because the the problem was persisting of. I can't I can't get into details, but there was a problem that was persisting that may, needed us to come back regardless. Um, so. Yeah. So I would say. It was it was definitely an experience.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you got to do it.
0: Yeah, but. Saw X, yeah, so so go see Saw X. Seriously, go see this movie. Um, the month of October is a great month for movies, for, for scary movies. Go watch it. It's not scary. It's just, it's just grotesque. You shouldn't be scared during this movie. You should, be, you should be grossed out. I don't think you should be scared, though. Now, Raven, <clears throat> moving on yeah. a little bit. I know this is a really quick segue. So, A24, my question for you. Okay. Do you think they're starting to go a little too far with a with A24 studios? Like do you think they've kind of hit grace and kind of just think they're at the top of the world now? I want to hear your opinion on this for just before I bring something up.
2: Um I there's a uh, a a chance that A24 thinks that they're untouchable at the moment, but so far I haven't seen anything put out by them trailer-wise or announced that makes me think that they're going too far just yet. Uh, I think they're on a a great job so far.
0: Okay. okay. Um, Here's why. I I want your opinion on this. A24 is now... I, I found this out today. I don't know if it was revealed today or last night. It was revealed within the last 24 hours. That's what I'll say. Okay? Okay. They announced a project that is releasing in January. That is really shocking that they would put their name behind.
1: It. Okay.
0: Do you want to guess? Do you even want to take a guess at what it is? It's a franchise. It's something that exists. Already.
2: Okay. Okay. I won't cheat. I won't look up. Let's see. Uh, shocking that they would put their name behind it. I'll,
0: I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's a YouTube TV show. It's not. It's not a YouTube Premium show. It's just a show that's on YouTube. Like, started on YouTube.
1: That, that, I know, that makes it harder
0: now, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does, because I don't know anything on YouTube.
0: Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, uh, guessing aside, okay, <clears throat> you're going to know this one. A24 okay. is announcing that they are backing a season that will be releasing Jan- in January 15th, 2024, on Amazon Prime. They are backing a season, they're producing a season of Has Been a Hotel.
2: What?
1: Yeah. That's what I
0: said. I said, there's no way. I said, this can't be real. I almost shit my pants. I said, there's no way. This can't be real. They are backing a season of Has Been Hotel that is releasing on Amazon Prime.
2: I've never even heard of the show.
0: So, okay. So this makes it a lot harder. So,
2: I'm looking it up. Don't worry.
0: Has Been Hotel, for all of you who don't know. Sorry. Readjusting. Ah! Okay. So, Has Been Hotel, for all of you who don't know, is essentially like a semi. How do I say this? It's a grotesque show. Um, it the the plot of it is really stupid, but it's not a movie that you watch for the plot. It's like one of those like um American anime style of movies where a guy really likes anime and he wants to make his own, you know, film. And so he makes like this kind of like um What's the word? He makes like his own little show where it's kind of nasty gross. It's kind of got a lot of like weird like sexual innuendos. Um has a lot of What's it called when they um <clears throat> when, when when they make a show really like sexualized for like viewer uh for viewers to watch like they do it in anime all the time. Like they um Crap, why am I blanking on the term? Oh my god. Why am I blanking Mature. right on... No, 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 like, uh,
2: adult,
0: not, not like it's an adult show. I mean, it is semi an adult show, but, um, fan service.
2: Oh, fan service. It's
0: a very fan service where they essentially take characters that some people would think are very attractive and put them in situations that seem very, you know, um, sexualized in a way. And there's a Uh show kind of that does, um, there's a few shows that like it, but it has been hotel is one of those shows. Where it kinda it kinda does that. Now, um, if you just look up Has Been Hotel on YouTube right now, um, you will see some very uh weird stuff. Uh and it 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 the whole point of the show is I can't believe they're even I can't even believe they're putting it on Prime. But yeah, it's like uh oh God, I can't even explain the show to you because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's essentially just like visual it's it's a visual it's like a visual like (laughs) puke like it you just watch it to watch it um and it's very specialized for a very specific audience usually like uh I don't want to call them I don't want to call them out by name so I won't but we know who they are those people
2: yeah I'm I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about
0: yeah though those those ones who uh think their girlfriends are youtubers uh anyways uh, it's a show for them, and I, I, at first I thought maybe Amazon was trying to do, like, a regular show, like Cartoon Network did with regular show, you know, where, where you have this kind of artist, you know, and he's making stuff on YouTube, and they're like, hey, this is kind of weird, can you tone it down, and we'll give you a platform, and then boom, regular show happens, you know, and you get eight seasons, and it's one of the great, one of, considered one of the greatest kids TV shows of all time, you know, something like that. But this is already like a well-established show that has multiple animators and people, voice actors, and it has a high-level production already set into it. So it's not like this is just some guy getting to live his dream by putting a show on Amazon. It almost seems like they're just kind of ripping the show on Amazon. You know? Like, it just seems like they're... I I don't even... I don't know what the goal is for this. I don't know if... And why would A24 put their name on it is the question. For me. Could
2: A24 have helped with the budget and giving them a better animation studio and perhaps even better writers?
0: You know, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope because I don't know what else it could be. If that's the case, maybe, but it's still one of those shows that's essentially just like a big fan service like to make people get boners. Like,
2: the only way to find out is to actually watch season one and then wait till season two comes out that A24 is part of in January and see if there was a massive increase in, I don't know, entertainment.
1: Yeah, and I mean,
0: I, I don't know, it's just it's just really odd because it doesn't seem like something that 824 would back. Cause we're used to like these movies, like dream scenario and everything everywhere all at once. But like,
1: I mean, 824
2: does, uh,
0: they take shots in the dark, man. So they I do. mean,
2: they do. If you ever watched that movie lamb, you know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that was, that was all I brought. To the, that was all I brought to the table. Um, Raven, anything you want to bring to the table for the last five minutes?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, don't get addicted to Monopoly Go. And Remnant Two is a great game.
0: Monopoly Go. <laughs> well, this okay. That's very specific. What happened with Monopoly Go?
2: I had somebody invite me to Monopoly Go, and it's literally just taking over my phone. I can't stop having it up and having crap roll. And that, yeah, it's it's. We don't want to talk about it had I uh, got addicted to that real fast.
0: <laughs> oh god. Raven, I hope you never touch a casino. <clears throat> uh
2: don't worry. I haven't spent a dime on the game. It's just it's just weird cuz I've never had a game work like that on my phone and yeah. But anyways, Remnant 2, I started that game uh a couple days ago and as somebody who loved the first game, the second game is is living up. It's made some changes to um weapons and and gear but overall i'm I'm still pleased it's carrying on the theme from the first game and i could tell they put a lot of work into it so people should try it out
0: what's the premise of that game i've seen that around uh it's been around for a while when did it release
2: uh the first game released back in 2018 i believe and the second game just released this year
0: oh really it's Remnant. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I've, I've I've been seeing it around so much. So um, that's because
2: it's such a great game, and Epic Games gave out the first game for free. I yeah, I,
0: I, I have the first game on Epic Games for sure. I haven't tried. I haven't opened up Raven. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straight honest with you. I haven't opened up the Epic Games launcher in over three years.
2: Missed out on so many free games, bro.
0: Yeah. Well, I also get. I've also amalgamated over a hundred and like twenty free games over the past three years on PlayStation and Steam. So.
2: Well, you can get even more on Epic.
0: <laughs> I know, dude. The free game of the month, and you don't even need a subscription for that, too. I guess. No, dude. I've gotten some good free games from Epic Games, though. I got Fall Guys when it was cost money. I got it for free.
2: Hmm. Uh, well, Remnant Two. It's um, uh, the Remnant games. Uh, I don't know how to put it without spoiling it. Uh, basically, scientists found a thing and uh these magic crystals uh big crystals and uh scientists do what scientists do and they mess with crap that they shouldn't and a corruptive kind of like demonic possessing root entered the world and post-apocalyptic era and then you kind of figure out in the pieces of what went wrong while fighting bosses it's like a dark souls game but with guns, and they do a great job, and there's a ton of replayability
0: interesting yeah i mean i don't know i've ne- i've never played I've never played either of them T- dude to be honest i've been so out of games recently man i haven't played like anything at all um I just what I do is i'll get into these little spits of gaming uh and even still i' be dude. I don't even want to say the word, but I've become such a casual gamer, dude. It's so sad, man. Like, oh, dude. Gone are the days of pal- professional casual.
2: paladins.
0: casual. Gone are the days of professional paladins. And, oh my god, you don't even know about Dish and Dish? Oh my god, dude, you're not even a gamer. Like, dude, I literally don't play video games. And when I do, the last game I played fully through that was a story game Um, <clears throat> was Spider-Man. And then Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales, because I was gonna get ready for Spider Man Two. I dude, I didn't even I didn't even finish the Star Wars Jedi game, the one that came out this year.
2: Survivor.
0: Yeah, I didn't.
2: You were so excited for it,
0: and I I played an hour of it, and I couldn't play it. I just I I had no will to play video games, dude. I, the thing about it was, unlike Horizon, where I had been waiting for years, I. I already know the story of Calcastus and I know how it ends. And so then at that point it's just like, well now I'm just playing it for gameplay. And and most of you guys know I don't play a lot of games for gameplay. We've said that before. I I don't I don't just play a game for gameplay. I play a game for the story too. And and some every once in a while gameplay comes in to play. But um I also played Resident Evil 4 remake all the way through, which by the way, the 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 amount of crapping on Resident Evil 4 remake because it's not Resident Evil 4 is so disgraceful, man. I it's it's not supposed to be Resident Evil 4 just exactly how it was. It's supposed to be a little different. Oh, it looks worse. No it doesn't. It it doesn't look worse. It's supposed to have a different style. Jesus Christ, guys. Come on. People people will scream about the simplest things. And and it's getting to the point with st- like um with like those channels too. Those channels are starting to really make me mad. Those YouTube channels like uh, Robot Head and the Critical Drinker. Like they really are yeah. starting to tick me off, man. Like Robot Head had has great takes a lot of the times. Yeah. St- uh Boba Fett was a horrible show. Yeah. Episode seven through nine were horrible. But then he just starts crapping on everything because he thinks it's like, I, I don't know. Somebody said this great. The last video he made, he made one on. Andor, and he called Andor horrible just because it was just all hyped up. He said because this move or because this TV show was so hyped, it's a bad show. And somebody said like, dude, at this point, you're just trying to be edgy and it's not funny. Like it, uh, you're gonna lose viewership, which he has lost a lot of viewership, which is kind of maybe sad. he
2: truly is drunk.
0: Well, not just a critical drinker, but I'm talking about Robot Head. Like Robot Head, he's like a big Star Wars guy, and like now he was shitting on Ahsoka too because. It wasn't, like, how the Clone Wars and Rebels depicted Ahsoka. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know what he could possibly be talking about. Like, it is just... I don't know, man. I don't... I don't... I, I, I don't know. And Critical Drinker, yeah, he's just drunk at this point. He... That guy is also just trying to be edgy, I swear. I can't remember the last time he actually made a a, a video about something positive about a movie or a TV show. He's just... He's he's at the point where he's like, oh, it's all woke. It's all woke garbage. Which
2: I could have swore he put out a positive one recently.
0: Did he did he? What did he put out? That was yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't keep up on his crap. I just remember because even though I'm not subscribed to him, it it, it I still get freaking videos and my recommendations for him. Uh, I could have swore he put out a positive one recently, and I don't remember what it was.
0: Oh, one piece he put out a good one about one piece,
2: yeah, which so, is surprising because I thought he would have called that quote unquote woke because of the diverse cast
0: so he 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 shit on the expendables four he shit on all movies. It says why modern movies suck one piece succeeds where cowboy beep failed, which I'm assuming he's still probably shitting on that too, just because um but it has a good title uh. No, Ahsoka won't save Star Wars. Blue Beetle set up to fail. I mean, that one's true. Snow White How to destroy your own movie. Why modern movies suck. Gran Turismo. Um, the how the uh, how The Witcher destroyed itself. Um, he had a good movie on Oppenheimer, I guess. He. And then he also he had a movie or he had a he had a video about Bar- Barbie, um, where he was really upset that that he was. I think he was upset that that there was the subplot about Ken, how it was like uh, a masculine society and stuff like that. I don't know.
2: He, he did put out, the only good video it seems like he's put out in the last month that had common sense to it was how lightsabers are supposed to work.
0: I like that video. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, also, I agree with him that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning was good. But no, he just has horrible takes, man. Like like he's just trying to be he's just just trying to be edgy for um Um
2: the reason why I stopped watching him was literally because of The Rings of Power, okay? I know uh, I the, did the, the show the show is absolute ass. But even on something that we all know objectively is horrible, the points he points out on why it's horrible are still wrong. Like he was saying things where we're literally watching the episode and we're like, well, that was explained. Your your idea of why you're bashing it doesn't make sense. There's something else in this whole scene you should be yelling at and you're not doing it. Like, even on the stuff that's horrible, I wonder if his horrible takes on horrible things are still horrible. Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he, it's like, um, it's like the, it's like the math homework thing, where, like, you got the right answer, but you did the wrong equation.
2: Exactly that.
0: Like, like, sure, yeah, your take is, is correct, okay? But you're also, you're also getting to that take by un- fathomable logic. And at this point I don't even agree with a lot of the stuff that he says anyway. So I mean, I don't know. Okay, we we ran that one a little bit longer, but that's good because we ran the last one shorter. So, um thank you guys for watching as always. Um the podcast has been killing it on Spotify, YouTube, uh you are on on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and YouTube Music. We have been blowing up. YouTube has been very good. Spotify has been amazing. We're having every single day we are having almost 50 to 55 concurrent like listener downloads to the podcast of just any episode. Um, and we have an RAS, which is a real active subscriber count of over 150 per month, which is insane. That is like way more than I ever thought we could ever possibly have on this. So the the one thing I want you guys to do. Yeah, I know seriously like that is crazy guys. Like that is way too wholesome. Like just listening to us ramble and on and on and on. So but yeah, seriously guys, thank you so much for listening and make sure to review us too like on Spotify. I noticed like yeah, there's there's like five five star reviews like give us a review, just just anything, you know. And and also join our Discord. We have the Discord link in the description below. Um make sure to go and and go to the Discord. There's some fun stuff going on. Um we also have a, a thing in the Discord for questions and comments. If you have any questions or concerns, I got a DM about um I actually got a personal message from somebody in the server who said an idea that was awesome about uploading the Spotify stuff as it premieres on like uh like the actual podcast on the Spotify Apple and all that as it premieres on YouTube rather than wait after it's done. And and I absolutely agree with that. I will absolutely going forward we will absolutely be doing that. It will it will be coming out at the exact same time as it is on YouTube. So yes we, we've heard you, we hear you, and if you have any other comments, concerns, or anything else you would like to tell us, go to the Discord and tell us, or, or send us a message. We'd be happy to hear it. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, we, we can't thank you guys enough. So yeah, I mean, Raven, you got anything else you want to say?
2: Nope. That's about it.
0: Well, with that, gentlemen, ladies, everybody in between, and far behind, and far apart, I mean, far behind, geez, and far apart. We thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day, and thanks for listening to our garbage takes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This broadcast is sponsored in part by Lion College, and also sponsored in part by Kilt Radio.